0: Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we are going to discuss understanding steel material specifications on new jobs. Welcome, Carly.
1: Thank you, Miles. So steel specs, I assume that shops understand steel specs, but new jobs is a thing because it, it might be a new material or it's a completely new part, so it's a new what? That's exactly it's new the everything. point. That's is exactly
0: that the point. It's a new what. <laughs> what is it we're going to be machining? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> what is it we're going to be machining? And. To help our, our listeners get a grasp on this, Carly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, when you suggested this topic, I came up with a, a new way to look at this. I'm calling it the ladder or the stairway of abstraction for steel. Oh, this is gonna be good, okay. So you know that hole, that deep hole, that rabbit hole? Yes. We're building a stairway down. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: rabbit hole stairway let's go okay talk
0: to me okay what are we going to be machining exactly steel okay that's the that's the first is the steel a liquid or is it a solid Uh aha i'm talking about abstractions here right so steel steel is a term but is it describing Molten steel? Is it steel that's going to be poured into make a shape, a casting? So, steel, we say steel, there's a lot of things implied when we say steel. To understand material specifications, we need to uncover all these implied things. Okay. So, the steel should, it's implied for our shops that the steel will, in fact, be a solid. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or give me asbestos underwear.
1: <laughs> okay, so what's the next one?
0: Well, now what kind of product is it? What is its what is its actual form? Is it flat roll? Is it a sheet? Is it a plate? Is it a big chunk? Is it a bar? Is it wire?
1: Okay, so you've determined... Liquid or solid, and what shape?
0: Solid. Now the solid now is the, the shape. shape, right? Okay. So now, now we can actually describe a product type. And that product type would be, is that bar that we're going to machine as hot rolled from the mill?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or is it cold finished from a finishing mill to give it better dimensions and tolerance and straightness and not of round?
1: I see. So as we're going down the hole, we're getting more and more specific. Right. We're on the landing
0: right now for cold finish, cold drawn, Okay. which is where a number of the properties that are implied for our shop's machining performance take place. That's where they're baked in. Okay. So what are the properties our shops expect? They expect the bars to be straight. Right. Right they expect the bars to be round enough to fit into a collet yeah and they expect the dimensions to be controlled enough that it'll fit without using a sledgehammer or a team of Clydesdales to get it in
1: <laughs> i can see why those are implied but you're right those are specific needs right
0: so what if what if now that we're at this landing what if the product was actually 1045 cold-drawn steel, or hot-rolled steel. And I realize we haven't talked about the chemistry yet, which is implied back up in steel, liquid, but we'll come back to that because it is actually a more specific descriptor. So what if it's 1045 and it's hot-rolled? If it was an inch and a sixteenth 1045 round steel bar, the hot-rolled product tolerance is plus plus. Ten thousandths of an inch, minus ten thousandths of an inch, and fifteen thousandths of an inch allowable out of round.
1: That sounds tough to hold.
0: That would be very difficult to hold (laughs) in a collet, even without considering the fact that that outside surface, because it's hot rolled, is going to be very abrasive oxide scale. Oh. 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 Yeah, and then when you machine it, that's going to come off, get in your coolant, metal working fluids, and then you've got a whole and new now problem. You're going to scour your tools. So, yeah. so hot roll kind of it makes a difference, but if it was cold drawn or cold finished, 1045, same dimension, the size tolerance is plus zero zero zero, no oversize allowed. Carly. Wow. No oversize. It's got to fit in a hole, right? Got it. Got to fit. So no oversize minus three thousandths of an inch. That tolerance doesn't seem like a lot. In fact, it's the thickness of a sheet of paper or a human hair. And the out of round is no more than half that total dimensional tolerance or one and a half thousandths. So cut this sheet of paper in half the hard way, and that's what you're allowed for out of round.
1: That sounds a lot easier to hold. (laughs) That's going to be a lot easier to
0: insert, (laughs) let me tell you, right? Far easier to hold.
1: And no scale.
0: And no scale. And straightness is improved too. That hot roll bar is allowed a quarter inch deviation in five feet. Quarter inch, that seems like a lot. Yeah, I had a setup man tell me once it was crooked as a pork chop bone. (laughs)
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: In uh, in uh, cold, cold drawn, cold finished, that would be three sixteenths of an inch over ten feet, and that's geometric. That's not ar- arithmetic. So that's you would barely be able to see the deviation over ten feet.
1: Well, I can see why it's important to know whether it's hot rolled or cold drawn.
0: Absolutely. So now that we figured out straightness, dimensions, and that around, now we can talk about the grade or the chemistry. Okay. So the carbon content is the first important descriptor. If it's high carbon content, we're going to expect that's going to imply a lot of mechanical properties. Probably heat treatment subsequently. Mm -hmm. If it's low carbon, it's going to tell the machinist this is going to be gummy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the explicit chemistry. That's explicit. It's, it's obvious. That's its name. It's 1045, 45 points of carbon. Okay. The implicit chemistry, Mm -hmm. this is what is really important and it's hidden on a specification. If you're not looking for it, could be something like, uh, is it fine grain or coarse grain? is the silicon specified for deoxidation? You're not gonna look, hey, it's 1045. If it's fully killed, fully deoxidized with silicon and then aluminum grain refined, that's gonna be a different beast on your tools than if it was 10 max silicon and of course grain practice.
1: So that's yet another step to go down.
0: That's, that's something you really need to know <laughs> Because that's going to determine how many tools you buy to make a given number of parts. Okay. How much uptime you're going to have in a given hour of production because you're replacing tools.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? So we're, we're, we're coming down the stairway. We got past chemistry. Now we're looking at grain size, deoxidation, the grain refiners, actually, not the size itself, but the things that are there to make it fine grain. So... Yeah, that, And that's all on the specs. That, that, you just have to know to look for them and what they mean. Right. And as long as you're getting a spec and giving the spec to your supplier, that's fine. But, Carly, what if the customer says, make it out of this steel I'm providing you?
1: Oh. You
0: need to ask these questions. questions about these implied, these hidden little secrets. Like what's the silicon content? Is it coarse or fine grain? Is it truly cold-drawn? Is it cold-finished? Or is it just turned and polished? Because if it's turned and polished, there's no cold work. It's going to have hot roll mechanical properties and gummy chips. If it's cold-drawn, there's been cold work, chip will be a little crisper, you'll get a nicer finish. Finish is often important in parts we make on our screw machines, right?
1: See, I didn't know that. I thought cold-finished and cold-drawn was the same thing.
0: Cold-drawn is a cold-finishing process, but not all cold-finishing processes are cold-drawn.
1: Aha! Okay, so are we all the way down the rabbit hole yet?
0: I think we're about halfway down the basement. I can still see the light from the kitchen garden. (laughs)
1: Okay. What's next? So what
0: are the expected properties? What do we expect this part to do? These properties, is it going to be used as is? Mm-hmm. Or is it going to need to have something done to it by our customer? Are they going to crimp it? Are they going to mold plastic around it? Are they going to ask for it to be plated? Are
1: they, How's it going to be Are used? they going to
0: do further work, right? Okay. So those properties then imply the next level of abstraction, which are subsequent treatments. We may need to buy the material annealed so it's softer. We may need to uh, cold work it or quench and temper it to get the mechanical properties they're looking for in the final parts function. And in the case of some stainlesses, it may need a precipitation treatment to develop the final properties. So it's a grade, but it degrades yeah, performance, lead. the expectations, what's it got to do to achieve its ultimate goal is yet another step on our stairway down to the specifics of what to know about this this material.
1: All right. So there's got to be something else if we were only halfway through.
0: Yeah, well, now we get to the actual parts itself. And okay. what are the final attributes? Can we hold that dimension? Can we hold that finish? Are right. we going to be able to make this easily with without expecting big burrs or not burrs? So of all these steps we've given, you can see all but about three of them affect performance and machinability in our shop. We haven't even talked about what the part configuration looks like.
1: Okay, you know what he's holding up to me right now, listeners, <laughs> he loves to write on graph paper and he just flipped his paper and there's a whole nother list. So is this a new rabbit hole I'm looking at? It kind
0: of is, it's about the part requirements and what they, how they refer back to the material. Okay. It's a solid form, it's a shape. Is that bar round? What if we need a hex? Do we have to make hex from round?
1: Right. Okay. Sure. Okay. Right. I know that. I need.
0: I need flats for a tool. I need flats for orientation. Okay. Dimensions. I need to. What are the dimensions? Am I really capable on my equipment with this grade of holding only five ten thousandths over this overall length or something? Right. So dimensions. The finish, what, what's the surface finish? We can hit 63 all day, a 63 finish. What if they want it to be 8? <laughs> Probably can't do that just off the machine. Got to know that. Got to know that, but that's implied by the chemistry, the material, and, and my process. Is there going to be further work, further finishing? Is it going to be crimped, staked, swaged? Is it going to be, you know done more work by the customer to get it into the final application if I've used if I've got it real crisp so I can machine it it's probably not going to want subsequent cold work so I really need to understand the application as well finally is this part going to be exposed exposed to the consumer there's a lot of parts in a car that don't get painted because consumer never sees them. And there are some parts that are appearance parts. And by golly, they better be smooth and bright and shiny and, and either plated or painted, as well as not exposed to
1: elements and,
0: and, and elements, right? Yeah. So corrosion potential. And not to mention, maybe this part's got to conduct electricity.
1: Oh, that's true. Right? So... Okay, you're always good at takeaways, so what what are the takeaways here from this?
0: If I was a shop owner and a new material came in the door and my team says, what do we think about this? The first thing I'm gonna look at is, is it resulfurized or not resulfurized? Is it a free machining steel or not? If it's free machining steel, let's go, let's figure it out. If it's not free machining steel, the number one takeaway is, What's the sulfur? If the sulfur is not at least 0.02 minimum sulfur, I don't want to cut it. It's going to be very difficult to machine. Similarly, if it was that resulfurized, I want to be sure it's 10 max silicon coarse grain practice. Okay. Because I don't want to lose my tool edge. What's the point of putting in a machining additive so I can run faster and then scrubbing the edge with abrasives from grain refinement oh. and deoxidation? So, I get it. So, So number one, what's the sulfur and what's the silicon? Okay. That's number one takeaway. Second one is, is there going to be subsequent cold work after I machine it? If the customer or I have to do staking, swaging, crimping, cold movement of metal, I need to know that up front so I don't get something that's been heavily drafted, doesn't have extra nitrogen in it, which is great for my machining, but could lead to cracking during subsequent cold work. And finally, I may, in in the old days, I could say, okay, for this part, I I want to choose my melt shop process, you know, back when the steel was liquid Mm -hmm. to one that's not gonna put a lot of nitrogen in it. So that's number two. Is there a subsequent cold work? If so, I need to be aware and 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 understand that. And then the third one is if they're giving me the material and they say it's cold finished, I need to know one step more than cold finished. Is it cold finished is it turned at cold temperatures or is it cold drawn at room temperatures? And if it's cold drawn, I know I'm getting the benefit of cold work. A crisper chip, improved mechanical properties, and it's going to machine much better than if I just had a pretty shiny tolerance-tight turned hot roll bar, which is going to be kind of gummy and hard to hold. So those are my three takeaways.
1: Well, that's impressive. So now our listeners not only have the three takeaways, but a lot of questions they have to ask. Those implied specs got to make sure that we are, they're asking the right questions.
0: That's exactly
1: right. Of course, it's steel. <laughs> it's steel. <laughs> but I mean, is
0: it is it what I'm <laughs> expecting? Is it you know uh, normal chemistry? Is it normal properties? is it uh does it require some magic tool because they've thrown in silicon or aluminum fine grain and you're not expecting it and all of a sudden your machine's down 20 minutes out of an hour instead of six makes a difference that wraps up today's podcast on understanding the implications of steel material specifications thank you for joining us don't forget to rate review, and subscribe to this podcast. You don't want to miss one.
1: And for additional information, please visit pmpa.org, where you can also search for articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources. And if you aren't already taking advantage of a PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to see the myriad of other benefits. And why is a PMPA membership so important, Miles? Because Because we we are are better better together. together.
0: Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles.